Welcome into the Rock Talk Studio, the podcast where we dissect, analyze, and discuss the world of rock and roll books, documentaries, and movies. Today, we're going to be taking a look at Matt Sorum's book, Double Talk and Jive. Is this book worth your time and money? Well, in the next 15 minutes of this rock and roll conversation, I'll definitely do my best to answer that question. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to recommend things to the rock and roll world that I feel is worth a look or a listen. And I promise to deliver it to you with all the passion of Freddie Mercury at Live Aid. I'm your host, Big Rick. Let's plug in. Here's how the show is set up. I put together three main sets. And once I run through them, I think you're going to get a really good feel for this book and if it's worth checking out. The first set is the review of the book. I'll go through that. And then I'll give the book the official Rock Talk Studio rating. In the second set, I like to take a look at, you know, if you're a true fan of Matt Storm or... Maybe you're just a true fan of Guns N' Roses or the cult or some of the bands he's played in. Is this book worth it for you? And then if you're just a casual fan, if you don't know a lot about Matt but want to learn about it or looking for a good rock and roll book, is this kind of book that's going to be worth your time? The third set, I'm going to do something a little bit different today. As, as listeners of the show might know, the third set is usually where I do an um, impossible question where it's just kind of this what-if scenario about bands and different kind of um, situations. But today, I'm also going to ask a question, but it's going to be, the question is going to be, who's better than this? So that's today's third set, who's better than this question. And then like every good rock show, we've got an encore for you. The encore is where I've set up just one more thing that if you want to learn a little bit more about Matt Sorum, this is a great thing to check out. All right, time for the first set. Let's get into the review. Let's make a list of drummers known for their over-the-top rock and roll debauchery. You got Keith Moon, of course, John Bonham. You got to have Ginger Baker in there. Uh, Tommy Lee, of course, and Matt Sorum. Yep, Matt Sorum, the drummer for the cult, Guns N' Roses during the Use Your Illusion years. Started Velvet Revolver. He played with Motorhead, Billy Gibbons, that Matt Sorum. And if those bands right there... Don't give you an idea about why I'm including him on this notorious list of drummers. His book, Double Talkin' Jive, will. There is some crazy debauchery in this book. And so much so that, I mean, there were times where I was cringing reading, like, dude, man, pull up enough with the coke and the parting. I mean, what? And just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, he doubles down and he even starts smuggling cocaine. If you want wild rock and roll tales, this is classic rock and roll debauchery. Is there more to the book than just crazy, wild rock and roll stories? And luckily, luckily, no. There, there's more to the book than, than just that. And I'm glad because the reason why I chose this book is because it's not from your typical rock and roll icon. And it's, it's someone most people probably won't even recognize and maybe not even know. And I like to read those stories sometimes from other members of the band who don't have the attention that some of the main players do. Sorum's story was written by a couple of people. He had two people write it, Martin Svensson and Leif Erikson. And they sat with Sorum as he recounted his life over the course of a couple of years during COVID. And in these interview conversations, Sorum admits that he's kind of like Rain Man. And he, can, and he can remember most of what happened, even though he was deep into drugs and alcohol. The chapters are really short and have like a three or four sentence teaser on what it covers. And then it gets right into it. There's really not a wasted chapter in this book. And the writing is tight. And I tell you, if I didn't know better, I, I would have thought Sorum was the writer. And that's one of the things that I've got to praise this book for. It's a really quick, 
fast, sharp read that keeps your attention and, and you want to keep flipping the page. I mean, I burned through this book and it was really good. I mean, all the stories are, are really engaging and the, just the way it's written, they did a great job of presenting um, this story. Other, and other than a ton of, of name drops, because you're going to get a lot of them and some weird and surprising ones, and I, and I don't want to spoil it, I'll, I'll give you one. There was a bizarre moment with Elizabeth Taylor, of all people, that kind of gives you a little insight to some of the crazy name drops and, and situations he got into. Uh, he was raised in Long Beach, California, which is right outside of Hollywood. And at a very young age, he was into the scene and getting noticed. There was a, there was a time where he was playing in like 10 bands. So he was a hustler. He was out there doing whatever he could to um, to make it as a drummer. And, and one of his first breakthroughs was discovering Tori Amos. And they started that band, Why Can't Tori Read? And bonus points to anyone who remembers that band. That kind of kicked off a chain of events to this amazing uh, career. I mean, the, the Amos gig led to him taking over as a drummer for The Cult, which is pretty wild. And that led to Slash seeing him and asking him to join GNR which by then he had this kind of rock and roll sea legs under him being in the cult was really though his first exposure to the rock and roll lifestyle and the good money and the over the top crazy rock and roll time. And those guys, Billy Duff and Ian Ashbury, they they taught him how to live that rock and roll life on the road. So he had his sea legs under him and he understood what needed to be done when he joined Gun, Guns N' Roses. But he was definitely stepping up in, in weight class here. I mean, his first show was to 80,000 people in Rio. And it was actually the first time that he heard Axel sing live. I mean, they practiced a, a bunch, but he never heard him sing live. And it's amazing how many times he was thrown into a situation where he barely knew the music or didn't even get enough of a run through with the band. He just, he just handled it. And his talent definitely pulled him through a bunch of crazy situations. I mean, Matt Sorum's resume is amazing. And his story is a, is a great read. I mean, you got the cult, and then you've got him coming into to Guns N' Roses right during the Usual Illusion tour. You know, Steven Adler gets kicked out of the band, and now you're the drummer. And you're out there with probably one of the biggest rock and roll bands in the world. And he had to hang. And then after the, the Guns N' Roses thing kind of, you know, played itself out, he started up Velvet Revolver. And one of the things that's kind of cool in the book was just his attitude towards going forward and continuing to just play music. And him and Duff and Slash have, have a great relationship. They have a great connection and they formed Velvet Revolver. You know, that didn't, well, it went well for a little while, but obviously Scott Weiland was the wild card and his drug problem really was a challenge. And for Matt Sorum too, he had definitely had some major issues with drugs and alcohol, and and this story is more than just the rock and roll thing, because it gets into the kind of the love story with uh, his wife and how he was able to pull out of being so addicted to to drugs and alcohol. It took him a while, but he got through it, and that led him to kind of where he is today with playing with all these artists. I mean, he did tour with Motorhead for a while; that was kind of cool. Um, he's doing things with Billy Gibbons now. So the story is a great read. The writers did a really good job of getting into his voice, and they were able to tell an engaging story of this really powerhouse drummer that hopefully many people will get to know by reading this book. Coming up next, I'm going to rate the book and let you know if it's worth your time, energy, and money. jump into the second set and in the second set we go even further with breaking down the book to see if it plays for a true fan of Matt Sorum 
or even your, if you're a Guns N' Roses fan or a cult fan, Re- Velvet Revolver, all the bands he's been in, if you're a fan of that, if you're going to enjoy it, and if there's enough information on, on that that you're going to like. And then we're going to flip it around and see if a casual fan, you, maybe you might not know who Matt Sorum is, but you know the bands he's played in. Is a casual fan going to enjoy this, and will it be worth investing any time in it? So let's start first with a true fan. Because of all the stories and all the people he knows and plays with, and we're talking some big, big bands, a true fan is really going to love this book. I mean, the stories are amazing, and his stories, even after all the excess and over-the-top rock and roll party stuff, is very rewarding. And I mean, I mentioned it briefly, but the, the book also goes into how you know, he fell in love and he, and he met his wife and got to the other side of the partying. And that's, that was really cool. The love story definitely plays a part in the overall story and, and it's done well. But any cult, Guns N' Roses fan, especially the Guns N' Roses stuff is really good. Uh, Velvet Revolver fan is really going to get a lot out of this book and, and hear some never before told stories. So true fan, Yes, this book is for you. Okay, casual fan, what about you? Are you going to you gonna enjoy this? Is there enough there? And because of the short chapters and the pace of the story, I would recommend this to any rock and roll fan. It just has too many crazy stories that it, it's a must for anyone interested in learning about Matt and the bands he played in. So the bands, especially the Guns N' Roses, like I stuff, is so iconic. And the time he was with Guns was, you could say it was their peak. I mean, so a casual fan of rock and roll, fan of Guns N' Roses, and again, the cult, Velvet Revolver, you definitely want to check this out. It's a good rock and roll read. This is for you, too. And that wrap up our recommendation of the Matt Sorum book, Double Talk and Jive. It gets a two on our rating system, and it's good for a, a true fan and a casual fan. Before I move on to the third set, I do want to share with you a little bit about what I've been reading and watching and what's going to be coming up next in the next few podcasts. There's two new documentaries out that I just saw. One is the Abbey Road Studio documentary put together by Paul McCartney's daughter. And the other is the Daryl Jones, the bass player who took over for Bill Wyman in the Rolling Stones. His story is out. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm getting ready to check that one out and write up some show notes for, for a show on Daryl Jones. As far as books go, I just wrapped up reading the Bono book, 40 songs, one story, and I can tell you there's definitely more than 40 stories in that baby. It it was such a a good read, and I just started, I just cracked the Brian Johnson from ACDC, his book. You can find the past episodes, which include um, reviews and discussions on Paul McCartney, Stevie Van Zandt, did a show on CCR, Cheap Trick, Bruce Springsteen, to name a few. Of the of the recent podcast, but you can check out all that at the rocktalkstudio.buzzsprout.com. Coming up in the third set and the final set, this is where I'm going to ask a question of who is better than this? Who is the who I'm speaking about? Stay tuned. Now for the third set. The third set is who is better than this? And the who we're talking about, well, I hope you've been paying attention, is Matt Sorum. So who is better than Matt Sorum as a drummer? And before we get all crazy with it, there's some criteria here that we're talking about. So here's a criteria for this segment. It's got to be a drummer that's been in multiple bands and not the original drummer either. And but a but a drummer that stayed with a band for a long period of time. So longevity definitely counts. 
And I know Max Weinberg was not the original Burt drummer in the E Street Band, and Neil Pert was not the original Rush drummer, but we're not talking about those guys. So not only longevity, but we're also looking at what was contributed to. What, what did they contribute to? The albums that they played on and the tours that they drummed on. And, and let's be clear, not studio drummers who have played with a lot of bands. We need longevity here, and we have two contestants that we're going to put up against Matt Sorum. But let, let's start with Matt. Let's take a look at Matt and see how he qualifies here. Three years in the cult, seven years in Guns N' Roses, and six years with Velvet Revolver. And now with the cult, his years with the band were probably the peak years as far as hits for the band. There were a lot of big hits that Matt contributed and drummed on. And then the big one, of course, was Guns N' Roses. I mean, the seven years with Guns, not only did he record two Use Your Illusion albums, but he toured with them during a time that you know, he could be considered their peak. I mean, it was massive, massive crowds and exposure, press and money. And then, which I think is, is pretty impressive for this conversation, is he started Velvet Revolver. Him and Slash and Duff started up Revolver. That's, that's a pretty impressive resume. There's a lot to be said for what Matt Sorum has contributed to some major bands. So let's throw him up against two other drummers. The first one is Kenny Arnoff. Kenny Arnoff, 17 years in John Mellencamp's band. Kenny Arnoff is a great, great drummer. He's also been John Fogarty's drummer when Fogarty's gone out on the road since 1996. So off and on with John Fogarty on the road since 1996. Kenny's also like a super go-to session guy. I mean, he's probably one of the greatest rock and roll session drummers there is. And I know there's other greats out there, but I'm not including session players in this conversation. So Kenny's longevity with Mellencamp, 17 years. And he's also played on those iconic Mellencamp records where a ton of the hits were recorded. Kenny Arnoff. And finally, we have the third contestant, Steve Ferroni. Steve Ferroni, best known for 23 years with Tom Petty's band. Man, it's crazy. I can't believe he's been there with that band that long, especially since Stan Lynch, the original drummer, was so, he was such a big part of that early band. But 23 years for Ferroni. He was also in the average white band for eight years. And those were major Tom Petty years, those recorded years. I mean, that was when uh, Tom made probably one of his greatest records, the Wallflowers records. Ferroni was there for that, which is saying a lot for not only what he contributed to the band, but how long he was with the band. So those are the two contestants going up against Matt Sorum and his impressive resume. So who's better than Matt Sorum as a drummer? Well, in this scenario, the way we just positioned it, I'm going to leave that one up to you. I just wanted to point out that Matt Sorum's a great drummer and has been for a long time. And maybe he's a little underrated in the world of rock and roll as a drummer. So congratulations, Matt Sorum. We've got you on the list of the drummers with the most debauchery on their resume. And we've got you on the list as one of the best drummers that have come in, filled in, and proved for a long time you're really, really good. when you follow or subscribe to the Rock Talk Studio or leave me a five-star review? Well, the reason why I do this is because I really love rock and roll. I love talking about rock and roll. And I want the art form, the conversation about it, and the community around it and the music to thrive. So first of all, to anyone who's left me a review or a compliment of five stars, thank you. I really, really appreciate it. And I just want to go and say, hey, if you, if you love the show, the best thing you can do for me is Tell somebody about it. That's the best thing to do. Spread the word. Tell someone about the show that you enjoy it. That way I can get some more listeners. We can keep this thing going. 
So with that said, I kind of want to do the same thing. I want to do a, a little shout out to someone and um, spread the word about someone that I've recognized out there, and that's Karen Mason Blair. Karen wrote a really great book called The Flannel Years. She's a Seattle-based photographer, and she's been featured in Rolling Stone. She also has a couple photographs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and she was right there in front of like so many of those 90 bands in Seattle before they exploded. Her book, The Flannel Years, captures 10 years of these up-and-close personal moments with the grunge movement. And it's also uh, has a really cool introduction from Chris Novoselic of Nirvana. So if you're into the grunge scene, this book of photographs is really kind of like a backstage pass view of some of the never-before-seen moments and stories. I recommend you checking this out, The Flannel Years by Karen Mason Blair. And now it's time for the final set, the show's encore. And the encore is an extra something I dug around and found that I would recommend if you like what you've heard so far and you want to learn more about Matt Sorum, or if you're following along his career, this is something I feel you need to see, hear, or read about him. And that's the Kings of Chaos. It's this super group he's put together. He mentions it in the book. He talks about how he formulated it and kind of what's going on with the group. And he has been touring around with it with the group of these heavyweights. He's got a band they put together that features a rotating cast. He's got currently Lita Ford in his band, Sebastian Bach, Gilby Clark, Warren Demartini, Billy Gibbons sits in with them. A long list of players. It's a rotating group that he's touring with and making music with. So if you want to know a little bit about Matt Sorum, read the book. But then after that, if you want to see what he's up to now, The Kings of Chaos. for tuning in love talking rock and roll and appreciate anyone who takes a few minutes out of their day to enjoy the ride with me remember you can find other and future episodes at rocktalkstudio.buzzsprout.com all right tear it down pack it up and head on down the road we'll see you next time in the rock talk studio